Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch, and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack Lantern Press podcast on the Weird Network, where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Trick or Treat Bag Tuesday, when Tom and I share something cool we've been checking out over the past few days, maybe even the past few weeks. But nevertheless, it is Trick or Treat Bag Tuesday, so let's do it. Um, do you want to just jump right into this, Tom, or anything that, that you want to say before we get into this episode? No, let's let's just jump into this, because this is kind of a, an interesting episode and fun all at the same time. So, yeah, let's just jump in. All right, let's dig in. Drink a treat, drink a treat, drink a treat for Halloween. Better give a treat that's good to eat if you want to keep life serene. So, let's start with you, Tom. What have you been checking out uh, these last few days, last few weeks? Uh, what have you got in your trick-or-treat bag? So... It was kind of interesting while I was uh, while I was sitting at Virtue Dome, um, you know, and this was you know slightly after I would say Christmas. So all these kids, you know, so this all is your their... virtual reality studio, right? For those right. that this may is, not Virtue know, Virtue Dome is is a virtual reality arcade that I own. Um, we have various things there, escape rooms, and and so on and so forth. If you want to check an episode out on virtue dome um go through our our episodes and we we actually did an entire episode on um virtue dome and what we have there and and so on and so forth yeah it's episode 90 from october 18th 2021 it's called virtue domes tom piccarella yeah there we go (laughs) so anyways you know i was sitting there and uh and these these people called and they made an appointment to do an escape room and one of the escape rooms um, that I have is called Sanctum, and it's a it's like a, a horror sort of it's not I mean it's horror but it's not you know uh, like you know slasher type horror or anything like that. The funny part is is that the the description you know pretty much says it all of Sanctum. It, it's basically a world of H.P. Lovecraft. You know, full of dark places and mystical creatures. Is it defined um, as that? Is it? Does it actually say "World of H.P. Lovecraft"? Yeah. At, so the uh, the I'm, I'll just read the description um, that's on here. It says uh, the world of H.P. Lovecraft is is full of dark places and mystical creatures that you should stay away from. You received a letter from a close friend named Anna a detective conducting an investigation of mysterious disappearances in the nearby forests. Now you have no other choice but to do everything to save her. In the letter she asked you she asked for your help and then never heard back and then you never heard back from her again. You are about to conduct your own investigation. It is time to visit an old abandoned monastery where the cult of an ancient deity settled. You will have to risk not only your life, but also your soul, when you encounter the mysterious force that slumbers in the dungeon of the empty monastery. In order to find out what happened to your friend and get away from paranormal phenomena, you will have to face horrifying secrets uh, this dark sanctuary hides and solve ancient puzzles. Now... This is probably the best storyline of all my escape rooms that I, all the VR escape rooms that I have. 
The graphics in this are amazing. And then to top it all off, uh, it is definitely what a lot of people say is very Lovecrafty. Now, here's the interesting thing is every single time that I've pitched this thing to people, I always bring up HP Lovecraft. And I'm like, hey, do you guys know who HP Lovecraft is? And most people are like, yeah, kind of, but not really. Um, but some people who really do know who he is, um, they're all into it. And so they come in specifically to play Sanctum. Now, this kid came in, and I didn't even tell him that this was an HP Lovecraft uh, escape room. He must have looked at it on the website. But when he came in, he had this book. And the book has, uh, on the front, <clears throat> it well, first off it says H.P. Lovecraft, Tales of Horror. And then it's got like the octopus looking creature uh, on the front of it. It's a leather bound book. Um, this... It, it, it just looked really neat when he walked in. And so I'm looking at this kid and I said, oh, you guys are going to do Sanctum. I see that you you brought this book in. And he was like all into the book. And you can How tell old did you say read... the kid was? What's that? How old did you say the kid was? Oh, I'm not 100%. Maybe like 13, 12, oh, okay. 13 years old maybe. Um but he was he was like pumped. So he came in with his brother and his dad, and so they went in and he had he had this book with him. Uh, I'm not sure why he brought the book in. Maybe he was just really excited about the fact that he had gotten the book for Christmas, and then he brought it into uh, Virtue Dome, and then he they played the the escape room, and then when he came out, he was like even more into his book. So I, I was, I asked him, I was like, Hey, where'd you get the book? You know? And he's like, Oh, I got it for Christmas. And, and I'm looking at it <clears throat> and he finally left. And I started sitting there thinking to myself, like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy that book. And part of the reason why I wanted to buy the book was because I don't, I've never read anything of HP Lovecraft. I know of him, I know some of the things that he has done, but I've never read any of his stories. And here I am pitching this escape room to people saying, oh yeah, it's H.P. Lovecrafty, you know. But I don't even know anything about H.P. Lovecraft as far as his writings go. Like I knew, I knew he was an author. I knew that he did horror. I knew that his stuff was, was definitely like sci-fi sort of horror. I also watched the... The Lovecraft Country, or, or what was it called? The, the TV series that was on. Um, yeah, love. I believe that that is what I think it's called. It's, I think it's H.P. Lovecraft Country or something like that. And we watched we watched the the first season of that, um, and it was okay, but it was it was definitely uh, the storylines and and things were very sci-fi. You know, like aliens in the sky. Um, and then also with a lot of horror element to it. And so I, I, I was intrigued. And, and when that kid came in with the book, I was like, you know what? I need to get this book and I need to read this to, to see if he's a good, a good author. 
um, because everybody references them all the time. So purchase the book. It came, I started reading some of the stories in it, and the cool thing about this book, and we'll link the book in the show notes um, that you could get on Amazon. I think it's like $18 uh, at the time when we bought it, which was just recently. But this guy reminds me of one of my other favorite authors, which is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who does all the Sherlock Holmes stuff. And their their genre of writing style and stuff like that is all around the same time frame, you know, late 1800s. Um, and obviously, H.P. Lovecraft went well into the, you know, 1900s all the way up to, I think, 1930 or something along those lines before he died. Uh, but... His writing style is kind of like that. It is you, you have to really think when you're reading his stuff because they use different terminology, you know, yeah, for that it's like time it, period. It's, it's almost like very yeah, it's the time period, but I think also there's there's kind of like a technical or like a shop talk that they use yeah. that they both both use so you know Sherlock Holmes it's it's the detective talk but HP Lovecraft it seems in in a lot of the stories it's like scientific talk yeah and and uh well i mean even with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle he always wanted to be a doctor and then he wrote all of these stories because of his teacher uh, that was teaching him how to like deduce and stuff like that to solve problems. And then he, he just became huge. So, um, but he always wanted to be a doctor, but it was just interesting even with HP Lovecraft because HP Lovecraft, he wanted to be, uh, in astronomy. Like he wanted to, to study space and everything. Um, so I think that's where a lot of his, his stuff is coming from, from like the, the outer space sort of alien type stuff. Um, that's about him, but I just was, I was so intrigued and it was just so funny the way that this all sort of strung together where this kid came in, they did an escape room. He had this book. He obviously got the book for Christmas. They probably picked it up or something at Costco, you know, cause these are the types of books that are there. Um, but, uh, like I said, I, I got intrigued. I purchased the book. Uh, it made me, you know, I started reading, you know, the first few, few stories. Uh, and now I'm just every, every now and then I just dig in and, and read some more out of there. And right now I'm, I'm really liking his, his style. I like his work. Um, I need to read his, his main stories. I don't know if you read his main story. I I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Um, that one story. Yeah. Cthulhu. Uh, but Anyhow, that was basically it's it's this book is the the trick or treat book. I think that people should definitely go out and purchase it, especially if you've never read anything with H.P. Lovecraft. Um, it's great writing. It's a totally different perspective of horror. Uh, you know, excitement that if you're if you've been reading all kinds of other people's stuff, I, it's it's just so different, but it's neat at the same time. And uh, I definitely think you should check it out. Nice. Well, inside uh, my trick-or-treat bag, I uh, actually came up with the same book, the exact same book. Uh, Basically, you had told me that story about that kid coming in, and it just reminded me of when we were kids, 
how we used to, if we were into something, we always had guides or books that we would, we would pack into a bag and then we, we had a babysitter because both our parents worked, as you know, Tom. Um, and yeah. so we had a babysitter after school, which was the neighbor. And uh, so we would have our bag of books. So depending on what we were into at the time, so if we were into amusement parks because we we loved amusement parks like Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, Magic Mountain. We had we came up with our own amusement park, Fun Mountain. We had all these souvenir books, so a couple Disneyland books, a Knott's Berry Farm book, Magic Mountain, and then we had our <clears throat> Spiral Brown notebooks where we would write about going to these parks and then all our Fun Mountain drawings, <clears throat> and so we would carry this bag which by the way I still have that blue bag we'd carry that bag <laughs> with all our you books still have that blue bag <laughs> yeah. and then sometimes when we were into Halloween we would have our Halloween books so it'd be like Jack Perletsky's it's Halloween I have I think it's called Morris and Boris Halloween uh, the little monsters bedtime story book a, a bunch of Halloween or monster books that ghastly ghostly riddles book we would carry oh, it in that yeah, bag. Right. <laughs> we got that that ghastly, ghostly riddles book from the those little paper things the that we would get from forms. Yeah, yeah. scholastics. Yeah, and then we would order it, and it wouldn't show up until like November, and we'd get so irritated because that dang thing didn't show up in time for Halloween. It was always <laughs> neat though, because you'd come back from lunch, and all the book orders would be on the desk. And yeah. so, yeah, I remember coming back to my desk and there was that ghastly, ghostly riddles. That's a book that I want to rebuy because we got rid of that thing because we both got one. But those things are long gone. But that's yeah, one I wonder that if I would... you could even purchase that thing. Yeah, no, no, it's on it's on Amazon. I actually is it really? Yeah, yeah, it's Damn. there. But anyway, um, so, yeah, Tom was telling me that story and I just it's like so you have this kid who's all excited about this book, stories that were written so long in the 1800s, but this kid today is all excited about it, so much so that he found this virtual reality experience that he could check out, brings his book with him, which is something that we would totally have done. So <clears throat> I was going to get the book at Costco because it was, it was at Costco, but of course, it was all sold out. So I got it on Amazon. Tom had already ordered his maybe the day before, two days before. And I ordered yeah. mine. And I actually got mine before Tom did because I live in L.A. and he lives in Idaho. So it's kind of interesting that we never really got into H.P. Lovecraft. And I was telling you before, Tom, that, um, you know, we were going to we were going to put hp lovecraft in our book but at a certain point i th i think i actually had put it in and i was gonna you know tell you about it and say hey we put hp lovecraft in there and then i thought you know what i've never even read any lovecraft how can we put him in our book our book by the way transylvania traveler which you can get at jackolanternpress.com so I we, I ended up taking it out. I don't even think I told you about it originally that I was going to put it in because that the, before I could tell you, I was just like, ah, screw it. Let's not put it in because we, we haven't read him. So 
we didn't put him in and it's such a mistake you know i wish we would have read him i know we were really at the end of the process and we needed to just get the book finished so it's not like we had time to read but i wish we would have um not to say that his monsters are not in transylvania because his monsters certainly are because of certain movies that are based on lovecraft lovecraftian stuff like john carpenter's the thing or the reanimator uh these movies are all lovecraftian and based on hp lovecraft so i got the book and a lot of people what they they call lovecraftian uh cosmic horror um and right here in the introduction, see if I can, okay, so it says, though we think of Lovecraft's staples as being gothic horror, the decaying past, inevitable decline, and madness, he also wrote dreamlike fantasy and numerous essays. Lovecraft's influences included first, foremost, and most obviously, Edgar Allan Poe, blah, 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 and it goes on with some other stuff, but then... Another part here, Lovecraft's horror is thus essentially existential, the age-old perspective of a universe that placed humanity at the center of all existence, derived from a Christian worldview, had been replaced by one in which human beings and all they had ever done, or would ever do, did not even rate at the level of a cosmic joke. Which I thought is pretty interesting, and probably why some movies like... Um, Color Outside of Darkness, which came out in it just as recent on Shutter. Well, when did that come out? Yeah, that was uh, the one with uh, with Nicholas Nicolas Cage. Cage. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I never saw that, but I remember when I saw the trailer to it, I said, "Oh wow, I, that's that's an interesting sort of tale, uh, you know, of a story." But I, I had no idea that was an H.P. Lovecraft thing. And before yeah. you actually continue on there, I didn't even know that the movie. That was created a long time ago in the mouth of madness was even anything that was related to H.P. Lovecraft with his his story that's in this book called uh, in the mountains at the of, mountains, or at of, the mountains madness. of madness. Yeah, I had I had no idea that even had anything to do with with H.P. Lovecraft because in the mouth of madness was a great movie. Yeah, um, that's definitely one that I want to check out again. I saw it a long time ago, and I remember. Um, I went to a horror convention and John Carpenter was there. He was actually promoting that movie and I got a big old poster, saw him speak and everything about it. It's pretty cool. Um, and it's, it seems like that movie kind of just fell under the radar, but I yeah, don't know. I really you and dug I both, it. You remember you and I both talked about the one scene in that thing that was just creepy and it was that with bike. that old woman yeah. that like grandma looking uh character that was riding the bike in the dark and as he was driving down like the this road and there was nobody on the road and just out of nowhere this old woman is riding on her bike yeah it's so creepy it is creepy it because just the way the makeup was on that character and everything else it was just the whole thing was creepy but it was such a great movie um People should check that out for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the thing is, like, I feel like some of these movies that I've seen, like, I didn't love them. And that probably kept me from um, Lovecraft. Like, so there was color. It's called Color Out of Space. I think I said Color Outside of Space. Color Out of Space from 2020. And it's definitely a specific type of movie. There's another one called The Void, which is very much a Lovecraftian. And it's just because... There's no kind of like what that introduction is saying it humans are not the center of the universe. We are nothing according to HP Lovecraft and there are these other forces that are much greater than we are and there's something scary and frightening about that Um, but I will say that I have been enjoying these stories. I'm not finished reading at the mountains of madness i'm reading it right now and realizing it is basically john carpenter's the thing which is based on there's a the original howard hawks film um the thing from the other uh, i should have looked that up the thing from the other from another universe or something i forget what the whole title is i should know that i've always just called it the thing but anyway which is based on a short story called who goes there which was published two years after at the mountains of madness so it but this is like exactly that story um so obviously john carpenter got inspiration from hp lovecraft's you know well there's i think that the the short story who goes there um got inspiration off lovecraft carpenter loved the the howard hawks film it's one of his favorite movies and but but his movie is supposedly closer to the short story who goes there which I have not read I will say that I can't imagine he didn't read at the mountains of madness because the opening is very like it is very much the setup for the thing and it's really cool like I was saying it's it's very technical in its talk and sometimes you think like plot wise just like those first couple short stories in the book that you and I were talking about, Tom, if you just saw those in a movie, I'm not sure that they would make great movies, but there's something with the way it's written and how methodical it is and how detailed and technical the language is and the descriptions are that there's something about that that really draws you in and something creepy about it. So it's. I'm certainly looking forward to yeah. reading more. Um, I, to get I agree more with you of a on that because it's not like it's not like the stories are are crazy in depth stories, but like plot wise, plot yeah, wise, I mean, they're it, just. It, it definitely is the the stories are are uh, the way that he writes it. Like for instance, the 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 second story that I ended up reading, um, what was that one called? Uh, what was it? The statement of Randolph Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah. Like that one was just neat. The whole introduction of the the graveyard, the cemetery that they're in, in that story was, I I mean that got me immediately into graveyard scenes and whatnot. It actually reminded me of Frankenstein meets the Wolfman at the very beginning when they're in the graveyard, and then, you know, that was what I was picturing when I was. When I was reading that, um, 
Yeah, what I liked about that particular story is you don't see the monster. The monster is never described. Is basically you're the character outside of this underground grave that another guy is in and and the main character is communicating with him through this communication device and there's so there's no description but you know the horror is there it you know it's like what Spielberg did with Jaws by not seeing the shark the shark is scarier but in this case it, the, the monster's not even described so yeah. it, it makes it you know it makes your imagination definitely go to work um, and it was pretty cool how how he does it. it it's it's interesting like every time i'm reading i when i read stories i always imagine them as movies and these stories if i imagine them as movies they ju- like i said they just don't seem like they would be amazing especially today where stories are so complex and you have you know plot twists yeah, they're, and, they're way more intricate these yeah are these pretty amazing set pieces and all that but this there's just something about his descriptions and the, his language that makes the stories so cool yeah but yeah that's yeah. my trick-or-treat bag tuesday looks like we both had the same one hp lovecraft tales of horror which um i think it's from 2017 let me check here yeah, I think it was it was somewhere yeah, around there. 2017. A bunch of short stories in there. It's a pretty good-looking book. It's got like a bunch of tentacles on the front, on the back, and inside the first page and the back page. Um, cool book, and I'm looking forward to digging more into it. Yeah, same here. And I had one other thing I was going to say. I will link this in the notes, but there is a an article... from pastemagazine.com. It's 20 of the best Lovecraftian horror movies, according to Paste. And uh, these include movies like The Thing, um, The Call of Cthulhu, uh, Castle Freak, Color Out of Space. Uh, Anyway, we'll put the that list uh, or that link in the show notes so you could check it out maybe if you want to dive into the movies first and then of course we'll have a link to the book on Amazon in the show notes so if you want to dig into those stories as well you can but otherwise that's about it yeah anything anything else Tom uh, before we call it a night no I think that'll do it cool oh I do have one other thing to say I don't know if you anyone heard our last episode but it was the first episode of a series we're doing with the Nightmare 365 guys called Halloweeniacs, which we are going to be doing every 31st of the months that have a 31st. And those shows are going to be only on Halloween. So this show, even though it sounds like it's just a Halloween podcast, we we try and do uh, stuff on just monsters and Halloween. But this series is just Halloween Um, So we're having fun with that, and hopefully you guys have heard that first episode and dug it, and hopefully you will tune in to future episodes. All right, so uh, that is going to do it for this Trick or Treat Bag Tuesday. For more about the Monster Universe and the Monster Revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. There you'll also find our book, Transylvania Traveler, which is a humorous travel guide to and through the Monster Universe. 
And if you call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show, that would be fantastic. That number is 323-761-0276. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we would greatly appreciate it. As always, thank you for joining us, and we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch. Mm-hmm.